Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today, Kimberly Majeski. How are you, Kimberly? I'm well, Jim. How are you? I'm fine. Hey, how could I be otherwise? When you come into the studio, you make every room better. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy to be here. I'm always happy to be here, but today especially to be out of my house and around other grown-up humans seems especially marvelous. I'm not going to explore, except I'm thinking maybe your precious boy is uh, stretching the day a little bit for Mm -hmm. you, and we're so glad you got a break. And you know what? Your son named Max is probably saying, man, I'm glad glad mom got a break. (laughs) Yeah, probably so. (laughs) Now, Kimberly, I know that you and I, we're both now live in central Indiana. That's where we are at the Mm -hmm. moment. That's where our studio is. But you grew up in Tennessee. I did. Right, and you love that part of the country. God's country. country. Well, it's beautiful country, and it's right next to Kentucky. It is. Do you ever drive through Kentucky? I do, many, many times, and I love the blue grass and the rolling hills and the beautiful horses and um, so many, so many good things in the state of Kentucky. I mean, honestly, so much to love in Kentucky, and I've driven through it many times times also and actually gone to Kentucky as a destination right. and I'm telling you it's worth a trip and today we've got somebody who actually calls Kentucky home we're so glad to have him with us Jason Johnson thanks for joining us so glad to be here Jim thanks for having me oh and Jason you live in the great state of Kentucky and what place do you live what's the name of your town the town my pastoring is uh, Prestonsburg Kentucky we are nested right in the middle of Appalachia Jason, how long have you lived in Prestonburg? I have grown up there my entire life. Uh, I went away for college, did my undergrad at Moorhead State, and then I did my master's work up in Anderson, Indiana. But I keep being drawn back to the hills of Eastern Kentucky and Appalachia. It's where I know the people, uh, and it's where I've grown in the community and know the narrative very well. And uh, Jason, are you married and do you have a family in Prestonburg? Yes, uh, it's me and my wife, Jan. Uh, we uh, decided not to have any kids. Uh, we pour into the kids through youth group, through I'm a school teacher. She teaches dance at the University of Pikeville. And so we are interactive with kids uh, throughout, but we ourselves have uh, chosen not to go that route in our lives. Jason, you said you teach school. What do you teach? I'm a music educator. I'm currently the band director at Pike Central High School. Uh, But I've taught choir, band, guitar, um, anything in the musical realm. uh, That's kind of my expertise. Hey, Jason, I know this is the pandemic uh, season, and that has to be a... uh... A tall mountain to climb when you're a school teacher, and I'm sure you're in conversations about how to reach students during this season when people are wondering whether to open their buildings and so on and so forth. That's a challenge. You also live in a part of Kentucky that is beautiful. I mean, the fabled beauty of the Appalachian Mountains is real, but it also has some challenges. Tell us about life in Prestonburg right now. What would you say are some of the greatest challenges you're facing? Yeah, all of our challenges can really be um, linked back to this uh, overall sense of hopelessness. Uh, there's a, there is a struggle through our economy has been downturned for some time. Um, coal mining was the big industry in the area. And due to many factors, that industry has left our area. 
Uh, so that's left a lot unemployed. And within that unemployment, we start to see that we have rise in substance abuse, um, teen pregnancy, um, a lot of things of that sort have been growing in our area and are quite troublesome to every family I know has been affected uh, through drug problems and through poverty. And so uh, many out there are looking for work and then many of them are also, uh, due to the hopelessness, are drifting toward unhealthy lifestyles. Yeah, Jason, hopelessness, that word strikes me. Give us an example of how you're seeing that. With hopelessness in our area, we see that there's many people due to the economic downturn that have struggled to find employment. And so what we see is people who come in contact with who have to rely upon government aid or the different food banks and all to even be able to survive. Um, We see that there is a huge problem with food insecurity in our area. And all of these types of uh, things go into having individuals struggle to find where their life is taking them, where are they going. Uh, they, They seem to lack direction because they don't see that there's any opportunities for them. Would you say that the hopelessness is grounded, Jason, in a sense that there's no future? There's no future for us, so we're not sure how to go forward because there's nowhere to go. Is, is that part of it? Yeah, I, I would definitely say that the issue happens is because they don't see a life beyond where they are. Yeah. They don't see that there's any opportunities open for individuals. And we see this very common that this hopelessness has created in them the sense that they are not worthy. Mm-hmm. of a life beyond where they're at. They don't see a way out of this this endless cycle of poverty. I imagine, Jason, you see a lot of this as just generational poverty, generational hopelessness. And so it's been this cyclical and systemic sort of story of entire families, entire communities' lives for a long time. Yeah, this is something that when you talk about that it's systematic and that these kids have definitely grown up in households that don't understand how to live any other way than the way that's been happening for years. Mm -hmm. A sad story, but a real life story for me in the classroom is I love to try to inspire kids, especially through the arts and give kids hope that there's some type of future out there. So I asked the students one day that, what do you want to be when you grow up? I remember as a kid that I wanted to be an astronaut, a scientist, you know, had these big hopes and dreams. And then what I found out when I was going around the classroom, some of the kids' answers were quite startling. But then we got to one student and the answer really stunned me. Now, I was teaching at this point, it was sixth grade. It was a sixth grade uh, art class. And this student looked up bright eyes and said, I want to be an artist. Mm. And when I, I was like, wonderful, a student wants to be an artist. But then they snickered and they go, I just want to draw checks like my parents. Oh. Oh. And so you start to see that they gave hope that, oh, they could do an artist. They could make beautiful things. They could see the aesthetic beauty of our region and follow those. But then they actually turned. Yeah, it's corrupted. Yeah. yeah. Corrupted. And so the parents in this type of lifestyle was something that the student even joked that they were going to continue the same lifestyle. Mm. 
Jason, we're so thankful that you've joined our conversation today because uh, we know that uh, you love your community, you serve your community, and uh, you also are are dreaming and thinking about ways to help your community. You've just talked to us about some of the challenges that uh, people in Prestonburg face, uh, perhaps differently than some other parts of the country. And of course, during the pandemic, everything is made even more challenging. <laughs> That's certainly true economically. And we know that you've applied for a grant through a program called Change the Story. And we're familiar with Change the Story because we're part of a team that's helped made this grant process possible. And Change the Story is designed to help people like Jason Johnson uh, dream for their community. And how can we help make a grant, a contribution, an investment to help change the story mm -hmm. in that place? And so, Jason, tell us about that. You you applied for a grant, and what's the dream? I know that you've actually received the grant, but what's the dream? What are you pursuing? So, Jim, I was driving through Prestonsburg one day, and I looked, and I saw this bridge. The bridge sits at the center of Prestonsburg, and they're known for this concrete arched bridge, and they use it as the symbol of Prestonsburg very often. And seeing that, I was inspired to what if we had a way to bridge, bridge hope with the hopelessness. And because there's so many people who they feel without hope, but they don't have a bridge to bring them to hope. Mm. And so I was like, what if I was able to create some type of bridge? And with my background being in the arts and being a music teacher, my wife teaching dance, knowing that I'm involved with many people in the arts community, I thought maybe it would be good for the arts to reach these people, to bring a sense of hope, a sense of direction. And so in seeing that, um, I had access to this old warehouse. Uh, the warehouse uh, housed a publishing company. And for some time, this warehouse has been vacant. And uh, so I was thinking maybe this would be a great place to have a venue a arts community center that would draw the people together of the community and, and bringing these people together, interacting in a way that would bring hope, bring positive change to our community. I was thinking about bridging some of the issues. For example, we have a drug epidemic in Eastern Kentucky. What if we could do something to host things such as celebrate recovery mm. meetings so that we could help bridge them uh, at in Prestonsburg, right now we're seeing recovery is starting to take place and a lot of people are hosting different types of meetings, but maybe we could offer a place to facilitate these meetings. What if we could host an entertainment venue that could bring a safe, positive, available place for kids to be drawn to, to have our, to serve the youth of our areas? And then also with, we know that there's an obesity issue in Eastern Kentucky. What if we had a place that had dietary lectures, that hosted fitness routines? My wife is actually a dietitian, so she is qualified to be able to serve the community in that way. Also, I've been involved with um, different people who have things such as the Lunchroom Project and food banks that we could host all in this building. And so this warehouse, instead of just being a building that's unused in the middle of Prestonsburg, it's almost right in the center of Prestonsburg. What if we could revamp that into a place that brings the community together to bridge the hopelessness with those who have hope and to help cross and bridge the divide? 
Jason, I just love the uh, vocabulary you're using. So you have exciting. big ideas, yeah. but the constant repetition of what if, just mm -hmm. what if things could be better, they could be different? What if we could give life? And uh, I know that this project has been named The Bridge and you've received a grant, you're on your way. And uh, it's so exciting to think that in Prestonburg, which I understand, uh, doesn't have another place like this. In other words, you're not creating something that's in competition. You're creating space that is unique and necessary because, well, the theater closed downtown and the skating rink that kids might have gone to once uh, is, is gone. And there's no venue for local musicians. And in every community, there's somebody who knows how to play and sing. There's no venue for them outside of a bar, which teenagers couldn't access to, to play and so on. I mean, there's so much you've described and then the food insecurity issues and the lifestyle issues, so much of that is so exciting. But Jason, I know that those dreams and visions are prompted from deep inside of you, and it's not just because you're a smart guy. You're a man of faith. Tell me about that. Yes, I'm thankful. I've been um, pastoring um, in the Church of God now. I've been a senior pastor for three years and um, been doing youth ministry for 10 years. And so I've been able to reach uh, people in different ways, but it's been inspiring. My own story of coming to faith is actually part of the inspiration for this bridge. I was not raised in church. I didn't grow up in church. I did not know Jesus up until I was a teenager. As a sophomore in high school, I had a friend who invited me to a event, a youth concert, had bands playing, knowing that my love for music would draw me. There was uh, some Christian rock bands playing at a Methodist church. And so they invited me to come. Now, the idea of church was very off-putting for me. I wasn't raised in church. That was not something I wanted to do. But I went to this event. They called it mega worship. And I went to this event, and there I heard the gospel for the first time. And so it was the draw of the arts that helped bridge me to Jesus, that showed me Jesus, that showed me a community that loved me. And uh, that started my whole journey of walking in faith. Jason, what would you say to someone today listening who is trying to figure out their future or maybe trying to dream for their town? And given what you've just told us about how Jesus uh, inspired you, what would you say to our listeners today? What might their first step be to think about the future in a more hopeful way. When we think about reaching out to our communities, we need to go beyond the traditional idea of church. Prestonsburg is nested in the center of the Bible Belt. You cannot turn a corner without finding a different congregation. But the thing is, is a lot of times in these congregations, love them, they serve faithfully, but we've gotten in the habit of asking people to come to us. Instead of bridging the gap over to that secular world, what is it that inspires? What is it that drives the youth today to have hope? I had a drive for music, and it was the church utilizing music able to reach me in such a powerful way. I would suggest that when we look at how to serve, let's not look for just simply another church building that hosts only sacred events, but what if we could bridge that gap of secular and sacred? What if we could host events to the, that are geared to the community and then love them in the way that Jesus would? You know, I think about Jesus going to the table and having people of all different lifestyles sitting around that table. 
He didn't wait for them to come to the temple to him. He brought the temple to them. Jason Johnson, we are so thankful to have you in our conversation today because you have just uh, stirred deep in my soul and I think for many of our listeners too about how we can actually change the story. Thanks for being a part of the, that initiative and, and thank you also for your faith and faithfulness. And for our audience today, we don't know where you live. We're not sure what your story is, but if you want to change your story and if you'd like to change the story of the community you call home, we want to encourage you to take a step towards Jesus. That's the starting place. And when Jesus begins to speak into your life, when Jesus begins to reframe your mind, when Jesus causes you to be made new again, wow, then you can really have a story changed. Your own life can be changed. And then the world around you can be changed. I promise you, that's where life is found. Whoever you are, wherever you have been, there is hope when you start looking towards Jesus. Take a step that way with us right now. Take a deep breath and just pray. Our Father, we're so thankful that you know us by name. We're thankful that you know why you made us and how you have placed us, and that no matter what we've experienced, you can bring life to us and cause us to share life with others. We're thankful for the story that Jason Johnson has brought us today. We're thankful for Prestonburg, Kentucky. We pray your blessing on that place and the work of the bridge. But we also pray, Lord, for ourselves and each of us, Lord. I pray that there will be many who will listen today who will just take a moment and think about what it would be like. What if I surrendered to Jesus? What if I just became a follower of Jesus? What if God actually empowered me to dream and think and do beyond what I imagined? What if I changed the story of my life and my town? I pray, Lord, that there will be many who are joining us in this prayer, and may your Holy Spirit draw us closer to you. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. If you'd like to know more, about this Jesus guy, this Jesus who can bring so much life, all the what ifs of your life, and what if Jesus became a part of it, give us a call. Just dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. We're right by the phone. We wanna hear from you. But Kimberly, I know some people may be reluctant to dial up on the phone. How could they find us online? Yeah, you can visit us online at cbhviewpoint.org. Send us a message and we'll respond. CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope, that's who we are. And maybe you're accessing this conversation on social media already. And if so, just put a question or reach out to us in the social media feed. We're tracking that too. Or at the last, if you prefer, just write me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, follow us on social media, or use the post, please let us hear from you this week. And if you already know Jesus and you're thinking about, how can I change the story in my town? We'd like to hear from you too. And we can bridge you to the same application that Jason found to be on your way. Hey, Jason Johnson, once more, thank you so much for what you're doing and for sharing with us today. 
thank you all for having me. I'm excited about this Change the Story Fund and how we can impact and change the story of our areas. Amen. And Kimberly Majeski, thanks for coming on in and taking a break from your own rough house. <laughs> I love it. Jason, thanks so much. So exciting to hear what's going on in Prestonsburg. And we thank our audience too. Thanks for coming alongside. We hope you'll join us again next week as we bring you another story from Change the Story. Until then, for all of us at the Viewpoint Ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.